So kindly, kindly follow us on IG, IG Samoalote at Design Sam, Regan Marfo at UI Regan. Hey, hey, Design Sam, we can put our names. The Design Sam, T H E D S G. The brand is solid. This is not what we follow us. You people for doing your handouts. Why? Hey, the Design Sam, Design Sam. Hey, Nana. guys welcome to the design jackies podcast i'm jeffrey dubab tenson and i'm here with samuel aluti and Regan marfo this is the second episode and we'll be talking about investing in yourself as a ux designer samuel i'd like you to go first and talk about your journey basically tell us what you did right or wrong in terms of you investing in yourself to become who you are now okay thank you uh, jeffrey <laughs> i have to really think about this but i think what I did right, the first thing that comes to mind is like an education in the initial stages. I mean, when I first started out, so it was that raw hunger and determination to succeed in this field. And so that was that was the major thing that just spurred me on. So yeah, it was like I was saying in the previous episode, it was, I think I've probably delved deeper into that bit, but it was always constant practice for me. So when I wake up in the morning, uh, I do what I have to do. Then I go sit in front of my laptop. At that time, it was a Dell. <laughs> yeah, so I go sit in front of the laptop and I just do stuff in XD. So at that time, it was the daily UI challenge. So I go onto the website, I pick a challenge, I design it, and then I go post on Instagram. So yeah, it was always constant practice. I just start doing that from nine. I go on a break just to go outside get some food around 12 1. that time they Charlie Gobe Gobe yeah Charlie lifesaver so lifesaver be strategic eating so like between one and two so you eat just to cover the evening food and sense but yeah that was on the side uh, so yeah just continue from nine eat around 12 1 continue again to like midnight and yeah design i record my my process or what i'm doing on the screen uh and i edit the video into like a speed art like a time lapse sort of i don't know if you guys came across any of the initial videos i posted on my instagram i did one some of the designs the circle the uh, landing page design the messy profile design and stuff like that so i recorded them when i edited them and then yeah i added the effects and whatnot I kept doing that for like constantly every single day. And yeah, that was it. I think that was what I did right in the, uh, when I first started out. It was just the dedication and blocking out all the noise and focusing on what I wanted to do and giving it my all. For what I did wrong, um, yeah, I think we also spoke about this previous episode, but not paying so much attention to the UX bits of things and just focusing on UI because, uh, and that's that's not a bad thing, but it helps if you can be able to explain your thinking. I mean, when I started out, I, like I was saying, it was the daily UI stuff. And so that was all about the UI. You just did it, you post it. And so if 
you are speaking with someone, they ask you what your thinking process was or the ideas you had for this design decision you took. It became like difficult for you to explain, mainly because you really didn't think about it. You're just doing UI or probably you saw some nice design somewhere and you were just trying to imitate or copy. And so, yeah, it was, that was one of the things I said I probably did not do right in the initial stages and I'm trying to do better moving forward. So I think we'll, we'll talk about your journey more, but then, um, Regan, can you tell us about yours? All right. Uh, my story is kind of similar to what um, someone was saying. So it was around 2020, early 2020, when COVID hit. I was still a beginner that time, so I had to spend a lot of time learning, right? So I used to go to bed around 5 a.m. and then wake up 9, 10 a.m. The reason I used to go to bed 5 a.m. was because I had a very, very slow laptop. So I had to stay up late, like in the evening, to be able to work with, you know, fast internet. Because during the day, it was like the laptop didn't want to work. So normally during 1, 2 a.m., that's when the laptop used to work. So um, around that time, I used to read a lot of articles from NN Group. Right after maybe reading articles, um, I get back to maybe work designing some UI screens for you know people and like someone was saying during that time most of the focus used to be on UI 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 but then that was the mistake I realized I did because I didn't get the strong UX fundamentals normally when you're designing you're designing for the aesthetic sake but then you don't put a lot of thought behind why you're putting this button here or there so sometimes maybe when I'm reading an article I come across something that is like you're supposed to do this do that and then I go back to me whatever work I was doing and then um, try and implement what I learned from that UX article. So I kind of built this schedule where every morning when I wake up, the first thing I do is I go on like three different design platforms that um, post articles and then I read three random articles from the end. You don't know, but little by little, you realize that you're picking up like some few UX skills from that side because it's more like people sharing their experiences and then their knowledge as well. So back, back then, it was more of UI, UI, UI. So I realized, okay, this is, this is not going to get you anywhere because if you are designing without any data back or any research back with your design, you're just going to design for aesthetic sake, which is not totally wrong. But then if, if you want to kind of design something that is going to change the world or maybe solve a real life problem, then you need to kind of have a good UX fundamental like we were seeing last week. Now, with the UI side, I realized my UI skills started getting better because every single, I don't go a day without designing, right? I did so many redesigns. Sometimes I just rip off designs from Dribbble. Um, I remember one time I picked Uber, Uber's mobile application and designed their whole mobile platform on Figma. And at the end of that kind of exercise, I realized I've learned a lot because when, when you are designing, you kind of get, you kind of get the understanding the um like the concept behind the whole thing they were doing from maybe their colors and then their button sizes their spacing and layout and all that so you know one advice to most ui designers you go out there you pick a very very good platform that you know they are doing well with what they are doing pick it just rip it off not because you want to post it on socials but because you want to learn something from them when we talk about investing i mean in yourself as a a designer or any field you find yourself in what we normally look at is um, you developing your skill sets, right? And um, aside you developing your skill sets, right now, what's in like the, what's the people's mouth these days is 
you investing in resources. Personally, I look at resources, I categorize them into two. That's the money and also the time. And with my experience growing up as a UX designer, well, like I said in the earlier episode, I started posting designs, like regular posting of designs on IG. And um, I had a good network, okay? So I think that's an indirect one when it comes to you developing yourself, your network. You need to be mindful of your network. Because when I started posting my designs, although I knew about some of the basics when it comes to um, UX design, UI design, my fundamentals wasn't that strong, okay? So anytime I post design, I get like constructive feedback from my friends. One is um, Samuel Aloti, and also another guy, um, Adobe Messiah, that's Nanatre. So they always give me this constructive feedback, okay? And I'm emphasizing on constructive feedback because sometimes when we post designs, I mean, you see a lot of fire emojis here and there, people saying nice work and all that without actually giving you enough feedback on your work to improve yourself. So if you let that get into your head, probably you will not even develop yourself as a UX designer. So yeah, they gave me some resources, okay? Especially videos on color theory, typography, um, like principles of design. And mind you, I didn't know any of those like stuff when I started designing, I was just, replicating design like ui design whatever inspiration i get i just do it in sd and post okay so i realized no my fundamentals were like bad so i had to like go back start learning the color theory typography what goes into it and also principles of design too so i started learning and um, bear in mind during that time i was doing my national service okay at that time, my work schedule wasn't that tight. So I had the time to like do all those practices and learning as well. But then it got to a time I had to like go to site on a regular basis. After work, that means I'll be drained and it will be very difficult for me to like practice or learn. And I remember one time we went to Pristia and it was an underground work. So you can imagine you going to underground like six coming back sometimes it's like 7 or 8 p.m. What time will I use to learn, okay? But then I had this like determination, okay? This is all that, you know, I need to like develop myself as a designer, that's the UX designer. I need to make sure that I get my stuff work. So I remember after we had, like we worked for 20, 30 days, I think continuously, then we had a one week break. So that one week break, I used it to, learn, practice, although I knew that it will affect me when we resume work probably because my, my colleagues were resting, but then here I am looking at videos, watching videos, practicing on a regular, but I knew what I wanted to, I mean, achieve. I had set um, a target for myself. I was constantly watching the videos, I mean, practicing, although my posting stopped, I stopped posting, but then me learning, I stumbled on um, IDF. Okay, and IDF, I didn't have enough money to purchase their course. So I decided to save the money that I was getting from the NSS, save some parts. Hopefully, as the year ends, I'll, I'll be able to gather enough money to buy it. So yeah, fast forward, I got the money and I bought the course. Okay, I started 
learning because their courses were mainly if you want to let's say focus on ux designer they have courses tailored towards that and also if you have like interest in visual design anything product manager they have courses to tailor down to that so uh, mine was looking into the ux stuff the, the ux design i started learning as i was learning i was also feeding my eyes with other people's designs and all that. And gradually, I got some gigs too. That helped me because I remember getting one gig. That was my first full time project I did, it was a whole mobile app. And here's the case I was mostly doing two, three design screens, just one home page design. And now I'm tasked to do a whole mobile app with like everything. And it was it was scary at first because I thought, hey, can I can I really do this? Because hey, we we can't stress this. How have you come up with a whole mobile? Like, what what do I need to do to, especially me working with developers? Because that was my first time to working with developers, so it was it was kind of like a challenge for me. But then, with time, watching videos to help. I watched other people's videos, and I was able to come up with the. Uh, design with the wireframes and all that, which at the end of the the design, I mean, they were happy with what I produced. Okay, and the funny thing that happened during those, um, I mean, the experience that I had with them, it was when they gave me the first first payment, and I told them, okay, after the first payment, I'll deliver this. These are the deliverables, and after after I'm done with that, maybe the last one. If they pay the last one, I'll give them the final deliverables. Okay. So they pay the last one. And I was told to go to site. That means I wouldn't get the time to do the design. And here's the case I told them within this month, I'll be able to finish it. And fortunately, unfortunately for me, too, I, I chopped them my money. So I don't feel return number. So I had to figure out a way to like solve this. I talked to them about my my current situation that I'll be going to site to two weeks time, maybe I'll get back to them. And luckily for me, they agreed. So I came back after the two weeks, I came back to design and my laptop decided to sleep on me. So I couldn't turn on my laptop. Now, <laughs> luckily I saved it, my files. It was, I installed them the cloud storage. So I told a friend to give me, borrow me his laptop. And I accessed it through his laptop, got some of the files and started designing. And I got the like final project delivered to them on time as well. I wanted to know, was it just only the practice that, that helped or you had a pool of friends that were, that were helping you like become better in terms of your resources and all that? What actually took, um, transpired within the period you were learning? Yeah, so in my case, that was the most difficult part uh, for me. I, I didn't know of anyone who was a UX designer when I was starting. So it was my, I, I always relied on the internet and just YouTube, Googling, reading articles on Medium and wherever. So yeah, so that was my major challenge. And that was one of the things that made me want to like share my knowledge freely to anyone who wants it basically. So yeah, when I was starting, I, I didn't have anyone. I mean, none of the people in my circle at that time were UX designers. So I had to rely on learning absolutely on my own. Okay. And Regan, how about you? 
it's the same story. So when I started design rights, as at that time, a lot of people were just doing coding, coding. I was in level 200. And I think last week I mentioned that I started learning HTML and all that. But then anytime I go back, I forget. So most of my friends were kind of programming. Just one guy that was graphic designer. So it was from there that I, you know, got to know UI UX. So I was kind of like the first person, you know, around um, among my friends to start that. And the first time I posted on Instagram, right? I didn't even know people used to post design on Instagram. So I was like, is this thing even right to do? Is this even right to do? Because I was working, um, I was scrolling through Instagram and then I saw someone's UI design. I was like, oh, okay, this is something that is possible. So amongst my friend, I was the first person to start. So I had to learn from YouTube, from articles. I didn't really get to kind of like, like someone would say, you know, have friends and then, you know, talk to them about UI, UX. So it was just Google, YouTube and then article. Yeah, basically the same story. So I think um, right now, looking at the current situation, resources is like very easy to find compared to those times when I think UX was kind of new, especially in Ghana. Getting resources like was really tough at that time. That would bring me to my, my other question. That's the skill set. So normally, we focus on the hard skill sets that's you being technically skilled, okay? But I want us to talk about the soft skills too as well. That's your communication and all that. How did you go about developing that part of you? That, that's, that's actually true. Most of the time when we start, we focus on the hard skills, being able to learn how to design and think my order, but then we don't learn the soft skills like communication and collaborating and all that. But I think I didn't really, really focus on learning that because it came from kind of like the experience I was getting as at that time. So working with other people, you realize that you need to get good at this. And I used to be very, very bad at communicating and articulating my thoughts back then. So when maybe we have stand up and all that, I didn't know how to kind of like talk and all. But then as time was going on, I was learning from people and how they used to articulate their thoughts, how they used to articulate their design decisions and all that. And it was it was through experience, actually. I didn't really sit down that, hey, I want to get good at communication or collaboration and all that. And I learned something from one guy I used I worked with recently. I think we had a call, right? And he was like, everybody on the call should introduce themselves to a potential client. He was our boss. And he was like, everybody should introduce themselves to a potential client. And we all did. And what happened was his experience. What happened was after each person, he kind of tell you what you did wrong and what you did right. And after that, after that, I realized how much I learned because I, I did introduce myself as um, I'm a student and a designer and this, this, this. And then he told me that in as much as I'm a student, if you are kind of pitching to a potential client, they don't care about that aspect of things. You, you, you make them understand you're um, your student though, but then you let them also understand how much you take pride in your work and how much commitment you give to that. And it was actually, actually very, very true because someone can attest to the fact that I lost a job because I was a student at where he's working right now. Being able to kind of articulate what you want to say the right way can really, really help you. And it's very, very, very important. People take that serious, that your communication, how you talk to people, how you collaborate. And um, I think you mentioned something, I just want to start on that part. You mentioned something about constructive feedback when you were talking, Henson. And that's very, very true. I think when I started posting on Instagram, Almost all the comments you'll be getting is fire emoji, heart emoji, rocket. And in as much as they make you feel good, they were not very, very good because sometimes they are from your friends and they don't even know a lot about this and they just want to comment to support you. But then if you get someone that 
there's this guy on Instagram, UI Martin, that anytime he comments on my post, I'm happy because he kind of comments six, eight lines with very, very constructive feedback. He tells you that, okay, he likes this, he likes that, this could have been made better. And that's also something designers need to pick up when you see a friend's post, just because maybe if the comments is going to be harsh, I mean, you can PM them and tell them. Just because maybe they are your friend, as in you just leave a heart emoji and then, you know, just move forward. Being able to learn how to, you know, give feedback on people's work is also a good thing. I think a lot of the things you have to gain them through experience. The hard skills are easy to develop, but for the soft skills, it's it's difficult to get them or improve upon them on your own. A lot of them you have to do through experience. So like when working with a developer, you have to understand how developers think, for example, and how you can communicate with them. I mean, you put it, you put in a meeting with like a lot of C-level stakeholders, so like the CEO and other people, right? And then you, you are expected to present your design. And it was difficult for me when I was starting out. The pressure and everything, having to like calm down, put together your thoughts and say it for everyone to understand. And then the feedback that is coming in, how to handle it and whatnot. So that's, that's, you just, I mean, it gets better with experience. You can't, I don't really know how you can do that without the, actually being involved in like in, in a real company and actually building real products. And so for the feedback bit that Riga was talking about, uh, I just want to touch on that one too. So that bit, it's something I've seen a lot, uh, just like the rest of us here. So someone posts a design, right? And then just like Riga was saying, you see people commenting five, five emojis, nice work and stuff. I think it will be helpful for both the person commenting and also the person who posted the work for the person commenting, it will be helpful if you can describe, if you like it, if you, it will help if you can describe what exactly what you like about it. And if you do not like it, it will be helpful if you can also describe what you do not like about it and what you think can be done. Or if you don't have any clear ideas of how it can improve, just let the person know what you do not like about it. Because then if the person who posted it always gets all these fire emojis, nice work. Probably the person who posted the work somewhere is going to present that very work in an interview just because lots of people were telling him oh, it was a nice work and whatnot. There will probably be the instance where they will be asked a lot of things. And then if they cannot answer, they will find themselves in a difficult place just because a lot of the people were not giving them constructive feedback, like what they like about it. So is it their visuals? If so, what exactly about the visuals? How does it make the design clean? Try to expand more on the feedback you give. I think, let me just sum this up on, on that point. One, one important skill, um, I think designers also need to have is leadership. So um, I remember having a meeting, right? And again, the same person that taught me the first thing, my boss was like, he wants me to anchor this meeting, but then he wants me to take control of the meeting. And for a minute, I was, I was scared because these were like about four different people on the call, including my CEO. So like four different clients. And like they were big, big people. So I was like, why does he want me? What if I mess this up and all that? Right. So I was going to present my design and then get their feedback. And he told me I should take control of that over the meeting. You know, sometimes what these clients do is maybe you're presenting their screen and they want to tell you how to kind of like go through the presentation and all that. Whilst I was presenting, the client was like, um, what do you think this section should be? What why don't we change it to this? This is just like, oh, okay. If he can calm down for me to kind of like go to, I mean, not in a rude way, but to go to this whole thing and then 
um, once we are done, we gather the feedback from the beginning to end and all that. And I, I realized how much it helped because, you know, at the end of the day, you are able to kind of get correct feedback from them, not when maybe you are, you, are, you are presenting your screen and then once they see the hero section, they start talking, you realize the next 15 minutes, they are seeing a whole lot and they are able to kind of like track uh, what they are seeing. So one thing you need to be able to like be bold, you know, be, be able like, have have the confidence to say i think we should go this way instead of that because i mean they are clients they came to you they're not supposed to show you how to kind of do your work now just um to add to the feedback thing again i remember posting a design on instagram and then um, some of these big big instagram pages you know reposted it and when it happens that way you know a lot of comments comes in you get negative and positive comments and honestly if you're not prepared for that don't even post because as i then i was not prepared like mentally for um such i mean they were huge you know how sometimes you feel like 200k um, followers and all that you're going to get about 100 plus comments so i remember that post was about five fewer um design mistakes you shouldn't do or something of that sort and myself i did make some few mistakes in the carousel i was creating not i'll not call them mistakes just maybe some few things i was showcasing not very very clearly and i went to that instagram instagram page and then i realized some people left negative comment that you are teaching something and they are not even you know implementing it in your own work and blah 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 and those those feedback came like they came in very very harsh i was like what what is it like you know so if if you are not ready for that like just just you know just kind of like build your mind mentally that hey the the comments are going to come it's not always going to be positive right you don't have to take it the wrong way so because some designers don't know how to take feedback they'll be like who are you to give me feedback and all that so, so and sometimes when the feedback comes and it's negative and you realize that okay this is actually something true ignore it but then just implement it the next time you're working yeah so to add to the feedback i think um designers normally when when you start out in design you get kind of like attached to your design so when you get a negative feedback it kind of like hurts your feelings i was a victim before because when i started out i always like indulge myself in my design so when you give a comment that's not really favorable i tend to like get pissed and i don't really take people's like design considerations and like i don't really mind them because i feel they don't know anything they don't know why I did this in the first place. But with time, I got to know that you actually um, detaching yourself from your designs and looking at it from a neutral perspective will help you improve. Because maybe the person might not be design inclined, but from what they see, they might even give you um, an advice that might even change the whole design. Okay. So I think you managing how you, I mean, take feedbacks, cause some feedbacks definitely, it doesn't make sense, but then you have to analyze them properly, know which one to take and which one not to take. And also about mentorship. Me, I didn't get one. I didn't get a mentor when I was starting out and it was a challenge because I had to figure things out myself. You know, this design space, it's, it's huge. So you trying to get resources, trying to experiment just to find out something. It was tough on my side. And I wish I had a mentor when I started out. Yeah, so for the mentorship, I think it's, it definitely helps. I think even these days, it's much, much easier to get access to these um, senior designers in the industry. So it definitely helps if you have someone who can help guide your path 
on what you're going to get to. And you don't necessarily need to just have one person as your mentor. You can have multiple people as your mentor based on what you are looking for. So one mentor will probably help you in one aspect and another one might help you in another aspect. So just like Regan was saying, I mean, his mentor will probably help him in the, like the soft skills side, if I have to put it that way, like stuff like how to handle yourself in a meeting, how to present yourself and, and whatnot, like the positioning bits, another mentor can help you like on how to become a better UX researcher or visual designer or whatnot. It's, 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 you don't need, really need to have just one person helping you with every aspect of your design career. That's practically not possible. I mean, one person can know everything. So it's try to have as many mentors as possible. And with a platform like ADP List, um, that is trying to their best to democratize mentorship for everyone in any part of the world. It's, it's, it's definitely easier. All you have to do is just go on a website, find a mentor you want to uh, have a conversation with and just book them, as simple as that. I think it's, it's important to have one. For me, I had people that wanted, uh, how do you put it, like wanted to see me win. So they kind of like advised me on certain parts. Sometimes as someone not even in a design field, sometimes it's either maybe a web developer I'm working with or any of that. But, um, being able to kind of find someone who is experienced, it doesn't have to be necessarily a designer because um, being a designer just doesn't just end at Figma and then you, you exchange research and all that. Being able to get someone who is, you know, experienced in career, kind of knows ins and out of how things work is very, very good because you get to ask questions. I, mean, I like asking questions a lot. Like, unless you don't give me the chance, I'll ask you how much you charge, how do you charge, why do you charge this, how much, you, like, how do you convince people to pay you that amount? All these things are very, very, very important because, I mean, when I started, it was difficult to say how much I wanted to pay from someone, but now I don't even think twice. I say it, if you can't pay, we both go away. So kind of like getting someone who is ahead of you, can be five years ahead of you, two years, one year, six months, to help you and show you one or two things is very, very, very good. If you can't get the money to pay for a mentor, I don't think it's by force. You can just hit someone up, hey, I want to kind of learn from you. Maybe you can show me one or two things. I don't think if if it's going to be, if it's not going to be tedious for the person, I don't think the person is going to charge you. For example, um, someone does a mentorship class right now, she doesn't charge them, I think, right? Someone, am I correct? Yeah, it's, I don't charge them. So you can get someone ahead of you who can kind of like show you the few things they learned across the journey because it's very, very important. It's going to save you a lot of mistakes. You, you don't have to, you know, miss the fundamentals and then you now have to come back like some of us did and all that. So yeah, men mentorship is very, very important. You made mention of pricing, okay? And yeah. I think with pricing, it comes with the business side as well and you investing in yourself I think you need to be conscious of the business world too as well. So let's yeah. say um, as a designer, maybe your focus would, especially a UX designer, your focus would primarily be users. I think sometimes we forget that we need to know a little bit about marketing to as well. Okay. If possible, Brandon, that's what me, I think, because we live in a world where like if you don't really have a general overview of some of these things, as a US designer, I think it would be very much difficult for you to navigate your way around it. Because if you have a fair idea of your marketing, like your marketing skills, because at the end, when you are doing some of these analytics on some of the websites, your marketing skills come in. So you have SEO, 
And I think if if you don't know anything about SEO, it would it would be very difficult for you to come up with some of these data to help your in your design decisions and all that. So you being business oriented as a UX designer, I think it will help you in the long run to become a better designer. Yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be helpful if you want to, if you are presenting your designs to stakeholders and you are trying to convince them to go with a certain approaches, it's definitely helpful because I don't really, if you are saying you think this design A doesn't work and what you are proposing is better, it's not just about you thinking, oh, because this is cleaner and it will draw the user's attention to this part where you want the user to watch and whatever reason you design reason you give from experience i've realized that when you're in a room with stakeholders and you're presenting they always care about like how the bottom line like how it's going to affect the business so as a like a product designer your goal is to align the two not just the ux or design side but also the business side and see if you can come to a point where you make designs that both helps the user achieve their goal and also helps the business makes money at the end of the day again it's solely it's, it's going to depend on the context you are in so i won't say exactly how it's i can't really say exactly how it will help you but if you have knowledge of these things you realize that when you're presenting you can quickly make some backend to whichever thing it is you are presenting to the stakeholder for them to be able to understand where you're coming from and yeah why you are you are going with a certain approach um that's that's true I, I don't want to talk much um i'll advise anybody wanting to get good my my point is more on pricing to read a pocket full of dough full of dough do chris do a pocket full of dough so uh it's by chris do and he talks more about pricing and you know being able to kind of like be like be confident about how you charge and ways of charging and all that so it's going to help you because i think henson was mentioning like the business side of things is good. And most of the times it comes down to your investment in yourself and then your experience. Because as a beginner, you can't charge a certain amount due to certain reasons. Like Chris Doe mentioned all those stuff in that book. So I think it's very, very important because someone with five years of experience is definitely going to charge higher than someone with a year experience due to certain, certain reasons and maybe tools they are using and how much investments they've kind of put into themselves. So it's in as much as um design is good when you're learning the design you kind of also learn the soft skills we've mentioned the pricing and then the business side of things please do talks about the business side of design okay so me growing up i was virtually listening and watching chris does i mean the future when you go on youtube i was watching most of their videos when it comes to business and it helped me because although i didn't get the when i was starting at I didn't get that exposure, I mean, working for companies, but I was mostly freelancing and some of the business talk, some of the things I learned it from that side and it helped me in a way because it didn't, I didn't give some of my clients the impression that I'm new to this thing. What I would like to add is that, Charlie, when you're starting out, Charlie, put your mind for top. Be aggressive about it, like Takashi. For look sharp, put give it your all, and yeah, it's, it's your efforts will just compound into you becoming successful. It just works that way. The more effort you put into something, even though it 
at the first that it probably might not make sense to anybody up around you or if, even to you, you might feel like this is not going anywhere just be consistent and give it more effort i, mean, I didn't know any of any ux designer so even when you're speaking to people or your relatives or somebody and you're telling them you'll be like ah but you this thing it's, it's it doesn't work in ghana here you know like those kind of stuff but the more effort you put into it and just dedicate your time and everything to it it's all to work out so like someone was saying if you decide to start this i mean a lot of people because just this one i woke up in about 10 different messages which i've not opened uh people like I'm, I'm i'm new to uiux where should i start from how do i start and all that and anybody you ask will just tell you to just start because like it just takes five seconds go to google you google what is uiux you get an article from so many many different platforms open one read at the end of the day they are going to sell you a course and one thing our advice is even if the well like as a beginner try to find you know some of these affordable courses if you don't have money borrow from someone because trust me if if you dedicate time if you're consistent after six months you're going to reap and you'll be able to pay the person back because some people are like why should i buy a course gonna for you pay free too much if if you don't understand the truth sorry gonna for you pay free too much and <laughs> and it's not good sometimes because not all the free things are good and the free things don't really really go you know deep 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 so if it's eight dollars a month, pay for it. Kill yourself that thirty days in a month. Watch that course. Once you're done, you cancel your subscription. Like these are some of the things I used to do. Like you fight for the money and then you are good to go. So if you want to start, just go ahead and start. And um, one one question is most people ask how to overcome the challenges, and you will never overcome them. Every single day. We all faced imposter syndrome. We are like, we don't know a lot. We don't know a lot. We don't know a lot. But trust me, you have something, you know something somebody doesn't know. Because even from this episode we are recording, I've learned some few things from Hansen and from Aloti, but they might not realize, you understand? So don't feel like, hey, I'm just two months into UIUH. Why should I apply for a job? I mean, when I was just one month into it, I was sending resumes to big, big companies, knowing very well. I remember I applied for, I applied for work at Webflow. And then after two weeks, they sent me an email that they received my application and they decided to go with a different world tour tour. So it was funny because I knew I was not going to get it, right? But then that's how it starts. Like you keep pushing. Even today, I'm sure when I send my application, you are still going to reject it. But there's definitely going to come a time where the company will be looking for you. So don't get scared. If you feel like you're an imposter, it's good. Continue. Yeah, so like I was saying, I mean, I think on our next episode, right, I think we should we will be speaking about stuff like uh or not probably not our very next episode but like in future episodes speaking about stuff like uh, imposter syndrome burnout at work like how to take care of your mental health and whatnot because those are things that are very passionate to me and i think it's only right we speak about it on this podcast so we did sign out But this one day you go do plenty here too. Oh rough. I tell you. Rough. <laughs> the man not text your pusses. If 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 Hinson come across on time before crush them, maybe record one like yeah.
Maybe that one will be if if I guess it, maybe we'll go do that one some video this thing. Yeah, yeah. true. So yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. If if <laughs> if if I transition pair, then more times I'll go there. All right, bro. Less we'll than a minute left. Charlie, guys, we'll go talk again. See you guys. All right. Yeah. Bye.